episode 881. The Green Bay Packers have a pair of effective rookie running backs. Which one is better? We'll ask Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and today we're taking a look at one last look back at the Packers' win over the Buccaneers and then forward. To do that, we're joined by a guest on the phone... Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? We're joined by Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com, joining us as he does every Wednesday during the season. Nathan, how you doing today? Good morning, Brian. I'm doing well. How about you? Very good. We're glad to have you back as usual. Nathan, um, let's start with this. So we've now seen each of Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones as the lead running back for a couple of games each. Which one of those has performed better? I would say Aaron Jones has outperformed Williams, and I think in the run game it hasn't been particularly close, although I do think Williams has played well there. Um, On 20 fewer carries, Jones has 63 more yards, so he's been doing uh, more with less. Um, and yards after contact per carry, Jones has outperformed him. Uh, similarly with uh, defenders missing tackles on him per carry. So I think there, I think Jones has looked really well this season. Um, in pass protection, Jones has looked a little bit better, has allowed fewer pressures, allowed per pass block. Um, the only place where I think Williams has looked better is as a receiver. Uh, Jones really hasn't made much of an impact there where uh, Williams had his 54-yard catch against the Steelers, which was big. Um, also had a drop in that game, but outside of that, he's at least been making a couple catches each game that he's been seeing playing time. So um, when you take everything into account, I think if both were fully healthy, I think Jones should have the majority of the playing time. Yeah, maybe we'll see that eventually at some point. Uh, they've both played well, no doubt about it. Uh, kind of interesting that Williams has been the better receiver, considering that wasn't really what we thought we would see out of these guys coming out of college, but both playing well. Uh, Nathan, uh, the running back Ty Montgomery, his season is over. Now that it's over, can can we judge how he did in 2017 and kind of compare how he's done in his career as a running back compared to a wide receiver? I think he played pretty well this season, and I think over his career he's been more helpful as a running back than he was as a wide receiver. Um, On his career, he's averaging 3.5 yards after contact per attempt, which there's only five running backs this year who have seen significant playing time and have a better mark there. And I think um, of the three running backs that the Packers have been using, I think Montgomery is still the best uh, receiving back they have. Uh, This year he's averaging 9.6 yards after the catch per catch, which is seven best per backs this year with at least 25 targets. So um, next year, if everyone's healthy, I think Montgomery still has a decent role with the Packers' offense as their receiving back. So um, I think from the short time we saw him as a wide receiver earlier in his career, 
Uh, he was a little below average there, where I think he's been an above average running back, and I think uh, the Packers definitely have more use for an above average running back than a below average wide receiver from him. Going to be interesting to find out what happens, whether he's just kind of a jack-of-all-trades, he focuses on one position. It'll be interesting to see. Nathan, this past Sunday we saw Jordy Nelson catch five passes, but they went for less than 20 yards, and you know the past couple games weren't much better before that. Um, how much is Nelson himself default for the lack of production, is it, or is it more due to the, the quarterback or what? I think it has a bit more to do with the quarterback than it does, Jordy. Um, I know Nelson's yards per route run have been cut in about half since Hunley became the quarterback uh, compared to the first five weeks of the season, so that's been a pretty dramatic drop-off. Um, he's been targeted on 17.7% of his routes run, both when Rodgers and Hunley were quarterbacks, so I don't think um, he's been getting the thrown the ball less. I think it's just been the quality of balls that have been thrown to him. Um, looking at all of the graded throws that we have from Rodgers and Hunley when targeting Nelson, um, Hunley has just as many positively graded throws from us throwing to Jordy as he does negatively graded ones, where Rodgers, it was every six positively graded passes to every one negatively graded pass. So I think Rodgers was throwing better passes to him. I think it's just probably something to do with chemistry there and just out of my curiosity I was looking at Adams as well and Hunley was actually better throwing to Adams than Rodgers was throwing to Adams so far this season which the difference isn't nearly as extreme but I found that interesting as well so I wouldn't be surprised if once Rodgers is back that helps Nelson's production. Interesting statistics there, and and speaking of receivers, Nathan, it it seems as if, to me, Geronimo Allison has kind of gone backwards since his rookie season. Can you compare his 2016 campaign to his 2017 one? I would agree that he played better in 2016. Um, For one, he's been playing less this year. Um, In either season, it's really taken an injury to one of the Packers' top three receivers for him to see a significant playing time in a game. And early this season um, against the Bengals, he did have six catches on eight passes for 122 yards and had a guy miss a tackle on him. So he did look good early this season, but then since then, uh, the top three guys have been healthy and he's only seen five to 16 snaps per game. So um, in that time, Humley has been the one throwing to him most of the time. Um, On six of those targets, he's only caught two passes and has one drop so uh, he really hasn't done much since then so um, even looking back at last year he had some games where he had a little bit of playing time and not much impact and then it was really late in the season where the injury started piling up where uh, he really started having an impact so uh, he might just be one of those players that needs to be on the field more to get into a rhythm to make a lot of plays so um, that doesn't help a ton as a fourth wide receiver but I wouldn't be surprised if a wide receiver were to get hurt over these last couple of weeks that Allison might be able to play better. We're talking to Nathan Yankee of ProFootballFocus.com here at Railbird Central on a Wednesday morning. Nathan, on the defensive side of the football, I think Jake Ryan has been playing some of his best ball of the year the past two or three weeks. Do you think that's accurate? Uh, yeah, I think he definitely had one of his best games of his career against the Buccaneers this past week. And I'd go back the last five weeks or so and say that he's quietly been playing some pretty good football. 
Um, this past game, he had a sack in two hurries, which is pretty remarkable considering how rarely the Packers ever ask him to rush the passer. So uh, he did well there and then had six total stops in the game, which was the most for him this season, ties his best in his career. So uh, playing well all around. I thought his coverage numbers were particularly interesting. Um, if you just looked at them, uh, he allowed all three passes thrown his way to be caught for 36 yards, which that by itself doesn't look good. But on one of those was a 34-yard catch to Peyton Barber, which uh, Ryan didn't play the best on that play. But had Martinez made a tackle, that would have been for fewer yards. And then that leaves the other two catches just for two yards. So that's really two good plays and one bad one, even though it sounds like he allowed a lot in the passing game. So um, this year, I think he hasn't been great at any one particular thing, but I think he's been pretty good at everything he's been asked to do. So um, being pretty good at everything is pretty valuable. Yeah, a good game from Jake Ryan, especially this past week and the past several weeks. Uh, Nathan, I, I thought the return of Kenny Clark was huge for the Packers defense. You know, what what was the drop-off from him to Quinton Dial when Clark was out? I think it's pretty significant. I think Clark has become one of the Packers' best players this season. Um, this past week in particular, in particular, uh, he wasn't his usual self against the run, but he had his best pass rushing day of the season. Uh, he had two sacks and three hurries in the game where a dial on the entire season has no sacks, one hit, and three hurries. So uh, in the past game, Clark did more in one game than uh, Quinton's done the entire season. And then I would say looking at the season as a whole, uh, the gap between them in the run game is even bigger than the gap between them in the pass game. So that says a bit. And then um, I wouldn't be surprised if Quinton loses even more playing time since uh, Dean Lowry had his best game of the se- season or even the best game of his career. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if Lowry's earned himself a little bit more playing time as well. So um, it was definitely good to see Clark back in this one. Yeah, he's so good for the Packers' front seven. Uh, Nathan, as we start to look forward to the Sunday game here, what's the matchup to watch when the Packers travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns? Uh, This one might be the obvious one, but I'm going to go with it anyway, and that's uh, David Bakhtiari against Miles Garrett. Um, Garrett's lined up all but six snaps on the defense's right side, so um, those two will be going head-to-head all day long. Um, Garrett has averaged uh, two sacks or hits combined per game uh, since he started seeing playing time where David hasn't or has allowed just two uh, sacks and hits combined total all season. And then uh, Garrett, at a minimum, has had two pressures in every game that he's played in where David has yet to allow two pressures in a game this season. So uh, something between them has got to give. So it's going to be definitely an interesting performance against two top-tier players. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. Uh, Last question here, Nathan, before we let you go. The Packers just signed a tight end to the practice squad, who I know was with the Lions during the preseason. Can you tell us, what do we know about Robert Tanyan and his exhibition play? Uh, Sure. He played 58 offensive snaps for the Lions this preseason over the course of their four games. Um, Didn't look great as a run blocker. Uh, He was targeted three times in their final preseason game. I had two catches for 21 yards there. Um, I'd say he made a little bit more impact um, as a special teams player, uh, playing a little bit both sides of the ball on their kickoff team and their punt team. 
um, made a couple good plays there. So um, that was definitely promising there. Uh, he hasn't been on a practice squad since uh, seeing time with the Lions uh, and when he was cut, when they cut down to 53-man rosters. So um, that tells you a little bit there. I'm going back to his college days a little bit. Um, Indiana State isn't a team that we fully cover at PFF, but uh, we did analyze his games whenever he was facing one of those Big Ten teams. So that was one or two games per season. Um, something that I did find interesting there is he was basically a slot receiver uh, when he was playing there. So I'd say um, he might be even a little bit more of a wide receiver than a tight end, and he could do better there. So um, probably more of a special teams move if he does ever see playing time or makes it to the 53-man roster or the Packers preseason roster next preseason. But um, that's what I got on time yet. Very interesting. Nathan, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to look that up and uh, all the other insight you provided. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much, and we'll break down the Packers-Browns game next week. Sounds good. Talk to you again next Wednesday. Yep, take care. Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com joining us here as he does every Wednesday on the show. Glad to have him joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on. I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment and my commentary on it. And by the way, Railbird Central is brought to you by B-Rock, Madison's forthcoming beer bar, uh, coming to you, opening in the spring of 2018. Excited to get that off the ground and excited to see you there. Make sure to go check it out. Uh, In our Packers news segment... Uh, We talked about the Packers' two rookie running backs with Nathan Yonke. Well, both of them have been nominated for some weekly awards handed out by the NFL, learning that on Tuesday. Jamal Williams, of course, carried the load for the Packers and was nominated for both Rookie of the Week and then also the Ground Player of the Week, not just for rookies. Uh, Both awards have a corporate sponsor name in front of them, but they're not paying me to use their name, so we'll ignore them here. The competition for Rookie of the Week, uh, the guys Jamal Williams will be going up against are running backs Elvin Kamara of the Saints and Tariq Cohen of the Bears, receiver Evan Ingram of the Giants, and cornerback Desmond King of the uh, Chargers. Um, Then the competition for the ground player of the week, limited to running backs, is just two players. uh, Alfred Morris of the Cowboys and then Kenyon Drake of the Dolphins. I know as the ground player of the week goes, uh, FedEx will award $2,000 in the player's name to the USO, so that's pretty cool. So go vote for Jamal Williams. Uh, You can vote for both those awards at the NFL's official website, NFL.com. You might have to do a little bit of searching on there to find it, but that's where you can go. Uh, I know you can vote for the ground player of the week through Thursday afternoon, right up until they announce the winner. Uh, And these are determined by fan voting. So uh, you can make a difference here uh, by by going out and and voting for uh, the Green Bay Packers player. Uh, Then the award Aaron Jones is nominated for is the Clutch Performer of the Week. 
those coming through in clutch situations. Uh, the other nominees are quarterback Russell Wilson of the Chargers, wide receiver Keenan Allen of the, uh, pardon me, Russell Wilson of the Seahawks, wide receiver Keenan Allen of the Chargers, safety Eric Weddle of the Ravens, and kicker Robbie Gould of the 49ers. Uh, likewise, you can vote for Jones at NFL.com too. Uh, so go check that out for these weekly awards coming out by the NFL. Uh, in other Packers news, Packers head coach Mike McCarthy confirmed that quarterback Aaron Rodgers is in a trial return phase of his recovery from a broken collarbone meaning that he'll be in the limited practice category until further notice. That, however, won't stop him from running the scout team, which has a couple benefits. It's not only a good way for Rodgers to get back into the swing of things, it's also good for the Packers' starting defense to face an elite-level quarterback in practice. We know Rodgers can't play against the Browns yet, so this is kind of the next best thing as he goes through his first full week of practice here. Uh, we know he returned last week, but it wasn't until Saturday, the day before the Buccaneers game, that Rodgers was able to practice and eligible to practice. So if he's going to return next week, uh, it'll be nice to get his legs back under him his arm to get a workout in and get a full week of reps in as the scout team quarterback or at least one of them along with the team's other backups like Joe Callahan uh, getting some reps in there too, I'm sure, as the Packers try to develop him. Um, and that'll be good uh, you know, practice for a Packers team that's facing the Browns and Deshaun Kaiser. You know, it's definitely goes without saying Aaron Rodgers is probably a step up from Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, so uh, really good for the Packers defense to face a, a quarterback at that level in a must-win game. So from that perspective, Aaron Rodgers can help the team out this week, you know, on the practice field before he himself at least potentially returns the following week when the Packers face the Carolina Panthers uh you know you can kind of sit here and speculate you know whether you know it's worth it to bring Aaron Rodgers back or not I, I mean without a doubt it is if the Packers are in playoff contention uh but they can't be eliminated from playoff contention this week so even if the Packers were to lose I think Aaron Rodgers is going to return uh, again, like I said, you can debate the merits of that, but I think that's pretty much what's going to happen um, because, you know, uh, people are paying a lot of money for tickets too and they want to see, you know, a good quarterback out there. Um, and I can't blame them. And I can't blame for the Packers for wanting to get Aaron Rodgers some work in after all this time off. So best of luck to Aaron Rodgers as he continues to recovery, uh, his recovery, uh, from that broken collarbone. Uh, more on the uh, signing of Robert Tanyan to the practice squad. I want to put it in a little bit of perspective, and, and Nathan Yankee kind of stole a little bit of my thunder. Uh, first of all, this uh, the place that Tanyan takes on the practice squad was the spot vacated by wide receiver Michael Clark. 
Uh, the Packers had promoted him to the 53-man roster, remember, when they placed running back Ty Montgomery on injured reserve. So there was that open spot there. And, you know, I wouldn't read too much into this as far as, you know, I think some people are like, oh, uh, you know, what is there another wide receiver uh, who's uh, or tight end dealing with injury that we don't really know about? And that's why they're signing a tight end to the practice squad. Uh, you know, I mean, first of all, you know, they, they need depth after Martellus Bennett left. Uh, the Packers, of course, already have Emmanuel Bird on the practice squad. But more so than that, this is the time of year as we get to the stretch run of the season. We're basically down to the final month and the year's almost over where it's almost more about the future than it is the present. Sure, the Packers are going to try to do as much as they can to win out and, and make the playoffs here. Uh, but, you know, Robert Tanyan is a pro- is probably not going to be promoted to the 53-man roster. He's not going to make an impact on the football field this year. Anywhere his impact will be felt it will be on the practice field. This is more about finding a diamond in the rough, seeing if they can find a player who kind of was overlooked by other teams, um, and find a guy that may be able to contribute down the road. Uh, if not, no big deal. They could always part ways with Tanyan at any time, even before the end of this year, and bring in somebody else yet. Uh, they probably don't want to have to do that, but if it just turns out to be a bust, that's always an option available to the Packers. So, you know, it's always more about finding the dime in the rough, especially at this time of year, unless, you know, they're really forced into bringing somebody in at a position where there's injuries uh, but that doesn't appear to be the case at this point at at any position um, where where they're forced into making a move at least. So uh, and, and then I was gonna mention and Nathan had had gone into this that I can go a little bit further uh, just knowing that Robert Tanyan uh, he actually started his college career as a quarterback at Indiana State. Uh, you know, when he arrived on campus, switched to wide receiver, and then now he has the title of tight end. So, you know, there's something here in that uh, he's recently uh, made a position switch, uh, albeit, you know, the, the switch from wide receiver to tight end a lot of times isn't really all that great in some aspects. Um, it could be in another if the Packers have him playing on the line of scrimmage in a three-point stance. Um, but, I mean, that's what he's on the practice squad for is to practice at those kind of things. Uh, but there is, you know, some thought here or uh, some level of think that, you know, maybe this Tanyan has, uh, you know, uh, making a position switch and maybe there's a little bit of a higher ceiling than people think once he kind of figures out the tight end position after uh, not having played that all that much at the college level and and being a quarterback before that. So there you go. Just wanted to pass that along uh, in our Packers news segment. And and just one final little note here. Uh, I wanted to make one mention. The Green Bay Packers Foundation on Tuesday awarded $800,000 to more than 200 civic and charitable groups. I think the number was 213 to be exact. Uh, throughout the state of Wisconsin uh, as a luncheon was held at Lambeau Field marking the occasion. I know the $800,000 
matches uh, a previous record that the Packers had uh, given away uh, through their foundation to these charitable groups. So uh, I just think that's worthy of mention. It's really cool. Uh, the good work the Packers do, uh, so often, you know, uh, you can sit here and, and be mired in, in bad things like losses and injuries and things like that when it's it's good once in a while to mention and reflect on, on the good things the Packers do. Uh, so there's that. So kudos to them and uh, kudos to the groups receiving the money and the good work they're doing in the state of Wisconsin. That's really cool. But moving on. The day ahead. After a day off, the Packers return to the practice field on Wednesday as they begin on-field preparations for the Cleveland Browns. Like I usually say, you know, preparations have probably previously begun in the film room and things like that. Wednesday is just the day they begin practicing in a team environment this week. Head coach Mike McCarthy holds his pre-practice press conference at 11.45 a.m. Central Time. Of course, always streamed live at Packers.com. And then the team will release its first injury report of the week on Wednesday afternoon after practice. The player I'm kind of focused on on Wednesday is linebacker Jake Ryan, who left Sunday's game with a neck injury. You know, any injury to do with the spinal column is scary, uh, as we just saw with Ryan Shazier on Monday Night Football and how he's been hospitalized. Um, so hopefully Jake Ryan is okay, uh, because as we talked about earlier, he really seems to be playing some good football the past few weeks, and I hope he keeps it up, and I hope he'll be able to get back out on the practice field and, and help this Packers defense. He certainly has lately. And then on Wednesday evening, uh, the Packers talk show of the day is the Kenny Clark and Demarius Randall show who take turns hosting on WDUZ Radio's respective AM and FM stations in Green Bay. That's uh, from 6 to 7 o'clock p.m., uh, live from the Green Bay Distillery. And then on the TV side, uh, there's Green Bay Nation making its weekly debut on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on the Green Bay CBS affiliate, WFRV. Uh, that with a rotating player guest. I'm not sure who exactly it is this week, but they'll have a Packers player there uh, for your watching enjoyment. So uh, lots of stuff to check out today and uh, perhaps some things that uh, we don't even know about are they going to happen that we'll, we'll check out. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Railbird Central. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us today. Thank you to Nathan Yankee of ProFootballFocus.com for being our guest on today's show. And uh, we'll be back just two more days from now. Our uh, monthly guest will be joining us. Already have that lined up. Scott McKenna of the Talk and Smack blog will be our guest, joining us as he does the second Friday of every month. So looking forward to talk to him. And uh, we'll do that on Friday. Uh, Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's a live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. We'll see you later, folks. Uh, have a good Wednesday, and uh, we'll talk to you a little less than 48 hours from now. I leave you today with a song called The Place That I Call Home 
by the infamous String Dusters on Sci Fidelity Records. See you later. Go, pack, go. Where I